Hey there, welcome to the Cultivated Family Podcast. I'm Megan Hillica, and this is where we dive into grief and loss, and all that I've learned through the loss of my daughter, Aria. I want to share tools and the things I've learned along the way to help me carry my grief, along with interviews and stories of other people who have experienced pain and heartache in their life, and how we can, as friends, support one another through our tough times so that we can have the joys again as well. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Hey there, I am Megan Hillica, and this is episode number 16 on the Cultivated Family Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about next week's guest. She is a woman who is shining her daughter's light in the world. She uses the lessons she learned from her daughter to help others in a beautiful way, and I am super excited for you to hear our conversation next week. Today's topic is surrounding grief and the common saying that there is no wrong way to grieve. Everyone says that over and over. Um, It's very, very much said often. And I'd like to say that we all get to choose how we want to grieve. We all get to choose what methods and ways we use to cope. But there are definitely healthy and unhealthy ways to grieve. When I think of healthy and unhealthy ways to grieve, I think more of what are your goals? Where do you want to get to? How do you want to live your life? And the healthy ways are taking you closer there and the unhealthy ways are taking you further from there. For me, I knew that I wanted to get to a place of learning how to live again. I was 23 when Aria died and I just... When I looked at my life, I thought, is my life over? And I knew that I didn't want it to be. I knew that I wanted to figure out how to, how to live again. I did not know how I would get there, but I just knew that I wanted to. I knew that I wanted to be present for my family, for my friends, for my life. And so the choices I made in my grief mattered to me because I knew I wanted to learn how to live with this. And I also looked at many, many other people in the world um, or people I knew that gave me hope that it's possible to live like this or possible to live with this pain and learn how to carry it. So I think that gave me hope to or more motivation to start figuring it out. So when we say that there's no wrong way to grieve, I really believe we are doing a disservice to the bereaved because when you are in such a fragile state as grief, um, riding the, uh, the roller coaster of pain, someone might say, do whatever you need to do to get through the day. It's like a, it's almost like a cop out because you're in so much pain and because you're grieving which I totally understand. I know what it's like to grieve. I know what it's like to just want to have a, like, have a easy way out. I don't, that's not, maybe not the right word. I don't know. Um, but when people kind of support that, like get, do whatever you need to do. And I think there are some pretty scary things that can easily come to addictions. So things like drinking, medicating, gambling, shopping, keeping busy, overeating. um, These are all ways that we're trying to numb the pain and trying to run from it. So 
yeah, the pain may still be there, but all these ways we are trying to channel that pain and to, to get rid of it. And they're really not get ridding, getting rid of it because we're not, we're not facing the pain or dealing with it. We are trying to numb it or medicate it or run from it. And something else that seems to exacerbate this notion of not feeling our pain is the thought about needing to be strong. We are told that you need to be strong or you are so strong or we think those things. We think that we need to be strong for our family or for our kids and through the need to be strong we think that we cannot grieve in the way that we want to and we think that it's not okay to show our emotions. Um, We are forced to put on a mask of pretending that everything is fine when we feel like we need to be strong. And I want to tell you, you know what? You are not fine. You have just lost your child and that is kind of a big deal. It is not just a little bump in the road. And I just want to hit that home that it is a big, it is a big deal losing your child. It is a huge deal. It changes your life. It changes you. It changes everything. It changes your relationships. And some of it can be, um, Things you view as good and some are things you can view as harder. Um, But I truly believe that so many addictions, so many problems, emotional outbursts, tensions, they all come from us stuffing and trying to hide our pain. We just don't want to feel it. It hurts. It's it's just a feeling, (laughs) you know, emotion. We just, I just talked about that a couple weeks ago, but yet it feels like we'd rather die than feel it. I have found that by allowing myself to feel this pain, I've been able to move in and out of grief fluidly. And by that, I mean allowing grief to be a part of me instead of constantly trying to run from it, which that is incredibly exhausting. So instead, I welcome it. I I let it be and let it be a part of me. I have learned that I'm okay with not being okay all of the time. And I have learned that these more heavy emotions are also a part of being on this earth. That these emotions are meant to be felt. Otherwise, they will become trapped in our bodies. Or they could easily get blown up in our minds if we don't, you know, like say anger could could get trapped in our bodies. Or it can get so huge in our in our minds that it's not even like we, we damage relationships. We hurt others, we act out in the anger because we have not processed it or allow ourselves to deal with it. So speaking of anger, I want to dive into that. If you are angry, can someone just tell you to stop being angry? Can someone tell you just to get over it and you will be done being angry? (laughs) No, I don't think that that really happens that way. Either you don't talk to that person again about it because they told you to just get over it. You pretend that you're not angry because you feel like that is a bad thing to be and you don't want to be angry. So let's just try stuff that anger further down inside of you. Or this is what I hope for you, that you find another way to process and work through it with someone else or through some other activity like you know, writing or running or 
baking or whatever, whatever activity you can find to channel that anger through and out of you. So is there a wrong way to grieve? I don't know. I, I, I do believe there are healthy and unhealthy ways of grieving. And that if you know where you want to go, the unhealthy ways won't get you there. And I also really believe that no one sets out wanting to grieve in an unhealthy way. We are just not taught to feel and process our emotions. It's just not been something that we know. And I think we also naturally want to run from pain. So we're not taught to feel our pain. We're not taught to process our emotions. And we don't want to feel pain. So then we don't have healthy habits of processing our pain. And maybe we don't have an outlet that we know. We haven't found a way to channel our grief. We have not found a way to process our grief. And so we try to stuff it, pretend, or numb it away. And so I want to say that it's not your fault. It's not your fault if you have been trying to pretend. It, it, it's really painful and I see you and I know that it hurts. And so I don't want you to start beating yourself up that if you think you're doing something the wrong way, but I think it's something that you can learn. And I think it's possible to channel your grief into healthier ways of processing and it's possible to channel your grief and see it as love for your child. That it is totally okay to not be okay 100% of the time. You can grieve, you can laugh, you can cry, scream, be angry, be content, all within a few moments. And I know it's exhausting. I've definitely had more than my few share of emotional hangovers but I also feel like this has made me more appreciative of the good times. And it has also given me the ability to be more gentle on myself during the times that are not so easy. So when I'm going through a harder spell in my life, I feel like I can kind of look. It's what I talked about before, like separating myself from me and be like, you know what? It is a hard time that I'm going through, so I'm either going to cut back on what I'm doing, I'm going to allow more grace for myself, or I'm just going to be more gentle on myself when I mess up and don't do everything exactly how I was hoping to do. So I think, yeah, I think it's just really important to to allow whatever emotions come with grief and allow them to be there instead of running. There's so many people who are running and running and running from their pain and grief. And I just feel like it only leads to more pain and suffering, addictions, and living under a mask and a shell of who you are and who you can be. And there is just so much more to life than pretending and not, not being totally who you are. How does one survive and keep going after their child dies? This was a question I asked myself over and over after Aria died. I didn't know the answer then. I only knew that I had lost not only my daughter, but who I was. The person I had become terrified me. The person I had become was not who I wanted to be. And I hope that there was a way that I could learn to live with this incredible grief while also loving and missing Aria every single day.
I wanted to be here for my kids and my husband. I wanted to be able to function and stop living as the empty shell that I was. But how could I do that? As I learned more and leaned into my grief, I've learned so much. Searching for peace and life after loss does not mean moving on from Arya. It means that my life is fuller because I have loved and I have also lost. I understand a deeper meaning in life and that gives me purpose to live the best life I can here. The Grieving Moms Haven is opening again soon for grieving moms like you who are living behind the mask. Grieving mothers who are back to day-to-day life but just feel like they are empty, that life has no meaning, that their life ended when their child died. In the Grieving Moms Haven, we have a community and a place to explore who you have become after loss, a place to grieve and to find tools for healing, a place to find hope while never, ever moving on from your precious child. To join the waitlist for the Grieving Moms Haven, go to www.bit.ly slash grief waitlist. That's www.bit.ly slash grief waitlist. So can I offer a few things now to you? Number one, please start finding a way to slowly begin taking off your mask slowly with people you trust and love and start showing them what it means to grieve your child when we pretend we're like when you when you say you're okay when you're not like that is just not being true to who you are and it's not being authentic to your experiences and you're also showing people that this is you know like so say somebody else loses a child later on they see the way you grieve and they think that's not not saying specifically you but I'm just saying society in general the way we're taught with grief that you know okay you need to hide it you need to pretend you're okay you need to stay home and and not be around other people like there's like this something with grief that then the next person grieves and they saw everybody else grieving that way and if we can show people what it means to grieve then maybe we can start changing the narrative and and it can be a little bit different in grief rather than suffering so much and then the next thing I want to offer is to start finding some way of channeling your grief trying different things trying different things out of things that feel like they will get you to where you want to go instead of something that isn't serving you in your life. There are so many things out there that can help, but keeping busy, not thinking about it, numbing it, are not things that I have personally found serve me in my grief. So I want you to just think about your own life and think about what has, what honestly with a very honest conversation with yourself, what do you want? And is how you're coping and what you've been doing getting you there? It doesn't mean that there's a there's an end to grief or there's a finish line. But there is a point where I have felt it change where I honestly can say I feel like I'm in a better place, but it also comes with the very deep knowledge that grief is for life and that it comes and goes and I and I don't fight it. I allow it to be there. 
and that I'm okay with not being okay. So there's, I don't know, it's a really beautiful place to get to, but it doesn't mean that grieving is done and that I'm done grieving and that I will, that, you know, like, that there's a finish line. That's not what I'm trying to convey here. So anyways, thank you for listening today. Please let me know what you think by taking me an Instagram or sending me a message. Sometimes putting all this stuff out there, I have no idea what you are thinking unless you let me know. So I would definitely love to hear from you. Please let me know and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cultivated Family Podcast. While this episode is over, you can continue to join me in conversation on Instagram or Facebook at Cultivated Family. I would love to see you there.